Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey guys, welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast where we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. We are Dave and Ashley Willis and we're so excited that you're joining us. We've got such an important topic today. Uh, talking about sex after kids. There's going to be a lot of laughter. I know this is a a serious issue. We're going to talk about the serious stuff, but there will be a lot of laughter along the way. But before we get into it, I want to give a quick shout out to some of the people who've given a shout out to us. Because when you leave a review about this podcast on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, it helps other people discover it. And we are so thankful for your your kind review. So Ashley's going to read a few of the recent five-star reviews. And thank you for these. Yeah, this is from Gracefully Broken. It says, I just started listening to this podcast and can't get enough. My marriage is in the beginning of a healing stage after some major heartache, and listening to Dave and Ashley has been comforting and encouraging. We love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's so good. And this is from GBCB Dave. It says, uh, whatever point you are in your marriage, you owe it to you and your spouse to check out this podcast. So much wisdom, insight, and inspiration in a a matter of 30 minutes. I started reading their book as well and can't put it down. Keep up the great work. Hashtag worth the binge listen. Oh, I love thanks that. Thanks for listening so and for cool. reading. And of course, now you can listen to the book too. The Naked Marriage is also available as an audio book. Um, yes. So thank you guys for those reviews. That means so much. So sweetie, yes. you excited to dive into this topic? I really am. And just to let you know, we're going to be honest as we usually are, but we really go there and we share our own personal stories about you know, how how to get back the, the passion and how to make sex priority after having babies. And so let's dive in. And we laugh a lot. We do. Let's have fun. You know, this is such an important topic that we're discussing today. And it's one that Dave and I completely relate to. So important. Yes. Because oh my goodness. all of our sex is sex after kids. That's you know, right. It has been for a long time. <laughs> So we can uh, we can relate to this, but this is a real thing. And just being able to talk about it in a very, very unfiltered way, honest way, this is just an honest, open, yes. judgment-free conversation zone here. Because uh, I think a lot of times we don't know where to turn. You know, you, who are you going to call when you have that first kid and you're, you're having maybe sexual struggles? And it's a real awkward conversation to have with your mom or somebody. Oh, yeah. Even though, you know, maybe you have that kind of relationship where you can, but we just want to... We want to talk about it yes. because we've been there uh, through a variety of different things that have yes. kind of created some uneasiness or some, <laughs> I don't even know what all the words are, are, are related to, to sex after yes. kids. And yeah, and so we've had four. We've had four little boys. I mean, I say we. we. Ashley did all the work. She, oh, no, she, it's <laughs> she, joint effort. <laughs> you women are so much tougher than men. I was there live for the birth of all four boys, you know, you know, right there watching them make their debut. And I'm telling you, 
there is no man on earth that is tough enough to to do what, what you ladies do. I'm just in awe. It's so sweet. Like I, for those of you who have kids, I know you remember those times, like when you were giving birth or having a C-section, all the different, you know, details we remember. Usually we don't remember the bad things, which is great. I think it's God's way of saying, hey, you may want to have another Right, one. yeah, you just forget about the <laughs> You know, the you pain. do. And it's like, you know, it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, all the different stories. And I just think about Dave smiling. Like he was, even though I know a lot of people, men and women, it's very like overwhelming to witness that. And it can be like traumatizing because there's so much at stake and you just want to make sure everything goes okay. And the doctors are doing what, what, what they do well and nurses are doing what they do well. But I, I just remember, you know, Dave giving me the thumbs up and saying, you're doing so good and, and smiling. You are, it was so like good. the sweetest thing. And then I, he wanted to like pat me and I'm like, I don't want anyone don't touching touch me right me. now. Yes. So it's like, yeah, all those it. fun memories. I, <laughs> when I have a cold, I don't want anybody touching me. So I can't imagine pushing a human being out. I just, yeah, you, you, were, you were way tougher. Yes. But afterwards, like, right, so like fast forward past the birth of that first child or any child, um, and afterward, you know, there's a six-week period, uh, you know, doctors usually recommend six weeks where you can't have sex just because of, yes. you know, the woman's body is recovering um, from the trauma of childbirth. Sometimes it's a longer period of that if there's been any kind of tearing or if there's right. been any kind of other circumstances. Absolutely. I think maybe with C-sections, it could be even longer. Yes, Six weeks, though, is is a long time. And, and often there hasn't been a lot of frequency leading up to the birth itself because, right. you know, there, there's a lot going on with the mom's body. And right. so by this point, there can be uh, a lot of stress. There's physical exhaustion usually. Mm-hmm. Um, both mom and dad are just physically exhausted. For, you know, a lot of the men I've talked to, and I, and I can, re- you know, relate to this, you're physically exhausted, you're stressed, most men view sex as their primary form of sex of stress relief mm-hmm. uh, that you know it, it helps them de-stress and now you're most you're more stressed than you've ever been and you can't do the one thing that removes stress and that creates more stress and if you're not careful in that period of of waiting there can be some some tension and some you know you can say and do things that that are going to potentially be hurtful to one another that's going to add to the the stress oh absolutely i mean I remember those days, and even even with the stress, there's exhaustion, which even adds yeah. a whole other level. Oh, yeah, you're worn out. We're just like so worn out, and it really is those those early days after you have a baby. It's this kind of exhaustion that is just unlike anything I've ever experienced, and you're and you're barely kind of functioning, and you're just trying to make it together. And and like Dave said, you know, sex is something that can really bring a couple together, unlike anything else. But really, for that six weeks or even longer, you can't do that. And, and what you can do, though, is really give each other a lot of extra understanding, compassion, and just room to kind of get the sleep that you need, if possible, taking turns, giving each other time to get sleep, but also just having a lot of understanding and, and talking through these feelings. And I will say this, I think sometimes when you have to go without sex for a while, especially for women, it can make it almost, you can develop some anxiety about when you will make love again. And this is a very common issue. And I I was reminded of this at a conference that we did years ago. And one of the pastor's wives at that church was sharing her own experience about this. And I just thought it was, the way she shared it was so true. She said that she had to wait the six weeks and she was feeling exhausted, obviously, but also 
she started feeling very uneasy about her body because your body changes after having kids. And she said she started building up that moment when they would make love again in her mind and not in a favorable way. It wasn't like, I can't wait. It was like, I don't want to do Worry that. Like it's and- it's worrying that she wasn't, that he wouldn't like it anymore, that she wouldn't like it anymore, that it wouldn't feel right and that he would be disappointed in her body. And so she really built up this, this huge like place. It, it just always brought her anxiety whenever she would think about it. And so it came that time when she was given kind of the clearance from the doctor and, and her husband knew too. And so he's like all excited. And she said, I literally had a panic attack. And she said, I, I, I could not, I just could not bring myself to do it. So then she waited week after week. Oh man, that poor husband. And, and her <laughs> husband, he was so gentle with her. And he was like, please, I, I just want to be with you. And she said, she was like, I just can't yet. I just can't yet. And I think it was an additional month until one day she was talking to her girlfriend about it. And her friend was like, listen, you got to just, you've got to, you've got to do this. Like you're, you're making it worse the longer that you wait and you're building it up to be this big, bad thing when really it's a beautiful thing. And the longer you wait, the more anxiety, you know, that you're going to have. And so finally she was like, okay, I'm going to do this. They made love. And she said, it was like very de-stressing for her. It was um, also a way to kind of get over that anxiety for her. And she said, and then she started, you know, having sex more with her husband. And she said, I, the more that we, that we did it, the more I wanted it. And I felt more connected to him. And it was like, you know, she overcame that anxiety when it came to it. And so I think sometimes we can build up things in our mind. You know, things are not going to be the same after you have kids. It's a beautiful blessing, but some things are gonna change. You know, you're gonna have a child in the house now. And maybe if, you're, if you have multiple kids, it's multiple children. Your schedules have to change a bit. Your sleep patterns are changing. And, you know, it can it can be really hard to even sometimes find time for sex, but I want to just encourage you and say, we have to make the time. Like we make time for for the things that are important to us. And so once you are given, you know, the doctor's clearance to go ahead and make love, I would encourage you to do that as soon as possible. But I also want to say to the husbands, don't go to your wife and be like, it's about time, let's do this and like put pressure on her. Just lovingly go to her and say, you know, I have missed you. I'm so glad we get to do this. Let's take things slowly because sometimes it can be, and we're, we're gonna be extremely honest on, you know, with this, it can be painful sometimes that first time, especially if you've had an episiotomy where there has been stitches down there. And so you're, you gotta take it slow. But even though you have to take it slow doesn't mean you don't do it at all. So I'd encourage you take things slowly, but, but get there. This is good advice. We're gonna we're gonna also talk about just sex after kids longer term, not just kind of the six week right, window, right, but, of course. but longer term. I'm gonna just talk about serving each other within that six week window before we jump fast forward into yes. ahead. And like husbands, listen, I'm gonna challenge you: do everything you can to selflessly serve your wife during that six week period, where she's gonna have she's gonna have a lot of different emotions. Her mind, her body, everything has just been through like this traumatic situation, essentially. And now there's this joyous child, of course, but there's a lot that she's going through mentally, emotionally. Um, You know, Ashley went through a bout of postpartum depression Mm -hmm. after one of our kids. You need to be sensitive to everything that your wife is, is saying and is doing and just serve her. I mean, serve her and ask nothing in return for as long for as long as you can. I mean, just in general, I think that's good advice. But especially during those, those six weeks, the things that you say and do will matter more. They will carry more weight during that period of time than, than maybe any other. Now, you know, for the, for the moms, um, you know, and I'm not get graphic or anything else, but if there's a long period of time, just in general, whether it's 
after having a kid or some other issue where there's a long Medical period of time or, yeah. where intercourse itself like can't happen. Right. Like I would challenge, I would challenge the the mom, the wife to, you know, to be open to like sexual play, to other forms of kind of sexual contact that are going to, you know, bring pleasure to your husband and yeah. connection to the two of you even in that period where you physically can't. You guys can use your imaginations. You know, I'm not going to like list out sex acts or anything. But the bottom line is sex is more than just the act of intercourse. Right. And I think that if you'll if you'll make it a, a priority to stay connected in that way, even if there are medical or other reasons why for a period you might not be able to have intercourse, intercourse yes. there's, still, there's still ways to have sexual intimacy and yeah. pleasure. And so make those a priority. Don't just say, okay, well, we can't do... Don't touch right me now. for six weeks. Right, so that means we're not going to touch each other. It means we're <laughs> right. not going to have any pleasure. We're not going to have any connection in that way. But use your imagination. Yeah. Be innovative and and make it a priority. And then that's going to make it less awkward when you do finally get to have intercourse again because there hasn't been this massive buildup where you haven't even touched each other or looked right. at each other. You've stayed connected physically and even even sexually in a way. Right. Um, and so it's going to be, it's going to be, natural. It will be. And I just want to make this side point as well. You know, if you're not willing to connect with affection and like Dave said, in in, in ways that are sexual, but are not necessarily intercourse, I, I think that, you know, sometimes it can lead us to temptation. So really watch yourselves during this time oh, yeah. to not yeah. fall into bad habits like using pornography to meet your own sexual needs or fantasizing about somebody else. I mean, you really need to watch it because you can be so exhausted and feeling a little disconnected. I mean, here yeah. you've made a baby. Right. But you can feel disconnected still. Yeah, you're and both And so you have to vulnerable. be careful. Yes. You're both v- really vulnerable to um, to lots of things. And I think especially for the, for the guy, yes. you can be vulnerable to some real sexual temptation where there's on-demand pornography and all these things where it can lead you quickly down a path of, of sin Right. That um that can have long term damaging impact in your marriage, and I've talked a we lot have whole about episodes on this. Yeah, yes. my my own past struggles with pornography, and and I remember the the dark grip that that had in my mind. You know, really stretching back to my teenage years, and it can it can really just be poisonous to a marriage. So we talk about it every chance we get because we know it's such a big issue. But the best thing you can do for your marriage, one of the best things you can do to protect your marriage, is to stay away from porn. You know, just it's it is not going to meet any need. It's only going to invite poison uh, into the relationship. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or ten bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. 
I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values, and you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. So just kind of getting practical here, you know, before we again jump ahead to kind of just life after having the babies and you're trying to have a a good sex life with kids in the house. But just for those people who are maybe having a first child or maybe it's they're having another child. Mm -hmm. Sweetie, you've had four babies. Uh, Is it different? Is it physically different? Does it it feel different? Is the whole process of of sex different after, after having a baby like what's what's that like oh it's totally it is different especially in the beginning and just practically speaking and i'm just extremely honest on here so for for those that <laughs> you I don't want to hear honesty i'm sorry but i feel like we have to be honest if we're going to really get to the root of what what we're dealing with. And so, you know, just practically speaking, if you have a vaginal birth, things are loose down there. Let's be honest. And it's going to take a while for things to get back to normal. And the truth of the matter is, things things get more back to normal when you're nursing, it can kind of help to draw on the uterus and make things tighten up. Uh, but many people don't nurse. And so sometimes that takes a little longer. Um, and when you are nursing, you know, it can cause a lot of issues. I mean, you're you're basically like your breasts all of a sudden are working breasts, right? Like it's not just, they're not just, for they're show. Not just beautiful. Okay. They're not just, and so, I mean, we're just being super honest. So it's like, it's just, it takes a lot from you. I mean, it takes a lot from you with my first child, uh, with our first child, Cooper, he was like, nursing was so hard. And I ended up having to give it up after three months of, of just trying my very best. So then I'm dealing, uh, so I'm trying to do that. And, and then you're just physically, you know, it sometimes can hurt you because yeah. you're filling up with milk and then you're pouring out milk. It was the hardest one, right? It was all, so all the other hard. ones got easier, but with him. Yes, it was so hard. So I ended up having to, to not do it after th- three months. And then I felt very guilty about it, which I think sometimes we just do to ourselves. We make ourselves feel guilty when we don't need to do that. You know, God's not looking and pointing his finger at you just because you had to give up nursing, right? It's like, do what you can do and know that that you're going to get through this, right? And so with Cooper, we dealt with and all that. He's like that. our healthiest kid, by the way. He is so healthy. So like you breastfed the other ones way longer, like for a year. But Cooper's so, yeah. the one that never gets sick, never he has, has no allergies. allergies. You know, so ironic, right? Please don't write me about breastfeeding, okay? I just want to say that right now. Yeah, we're for it. <laughs> we are for it. We're, but I just want to say there's a lot of grace coming from us on this issue. Yeah. So I think one of the babies tried to latch onto me once. I kind of do have. <laughs> I kind of do have man boobs, and I became you even more not. self-conscious after not uh, true. one that of them tried to latch true. onto my furry nipple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's crazy. No, so back to after having a baby. So you have, if you're nursing, even if you're not nursing, things are a little different there. 
And, and then, you know, it can be just feeling different you know, down there, especially if you had, I mentioned earlier, an episiotomy, there can be stitching. I have, I've had some friends where it was so bad that they had to wait longer because there was just major trauma. And so you have to give yourself, this is talking specifically to, you know, the married moms that are listening, you have to give yourself a lot of grace too. Because I think that, you know, when we, after that, that period of waiting, we can have sex and then it feels different. And then all of a sudden we get sad because we're like, oh, it's just never going to be the same you know, my body's never going to be the same. It's never going to feel the same. And then I'm sure my husband doesn't look at me the same way. And we just need to give ourselves some grace and and, and know that, yes, things are, are a little different, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It's good, you know, and you're growing together. And and now you have this this child or, or maybe multiple children in your home, and that's a beautiful thing. And and, and so we, we need to just really, I think, not be so hard on ourselves, but really give ourselves grace. Because what I find is when I'm hard on myself, especially when it comes to my body or just feeling overwhelmed, it totally kills my sex drive. And so I really have to free my mind of that. And sometimes it takes me praying. I mean, there's been times I've literally prayed, you know, God, help me to embrace, you know, my sex with my husband. Help help, help this to this connection to enhance our marriage. I don't think, I think sometimes people think I could never pray about you know, sex like that is so off limits, but God created you know, sex. Man, God wants to it hear. It is absolutely on the table for prayer, you know? And discussion and everything else. Right, like, absolutely. So, yeah, I think a lot of times, a lot of our sexual frustrations come because of isolation. We yes. don't talk about it. We don't pray about it. We we just, yeah, it just, we don't ever deal with it. And so that's the whole, one of the big points of this podcast and our and our book, The Naked Marriage as well, is to just help spark these healthy conversations. Right. Um, and so, you know, thank you, by the way, for those who've given great feedback on, on the book. The audio book is out now. So you Yay. can take your smartphone you're listening on and go to iTunes or Audible and download it now. Um, but moving ahead to what about when you have kids that are a little bit older? All right. So like fast forward and for the last part of this episode, we, we're maybe done having babies. Like, for you know, Ashley and me, we're, we're done done having babies, at least biologically. You right. know, you know, I got, I got the snip snip. It's been my only time in stirrups, <laughs> which was, uh, you guys you are know, hearing way more about us than of, you ever wanted to Which hear. was its own traumatic situation. I, you know, not to get sidetracked, but I was just so hoping I wouldn't recognize anybody while I'm in stirrups. Which totally so, let me naked. just say, I'm so glad you got to experience yeah, stirrups. No, I, I feel closer to you because we've both experienced and stirrups. Yeah, it was, we, it's really, yeah, it was it's bonding. A, it's bonding. Bonding wasn't what I was thinking about though, when I was exposed and <laughs> you know, having like two two dudes in there. But then I was like, well, at least there aren't any women in here and at least I don't know anybody. And then this female nurse walks in and says, oh my gosh, Pastor Dave. You know, and she like went to my church and uh, she so wanted to talk it up. She just wanted to talk about like, you know, lots of things. And I was friendly, but it was the most awkward conversation I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Um, so that's a totally different issue. Like I'm just, this has become therapy for me. Now. I'm just talking to you guys about, Traumatic, traumatic experiences I've had. That's right. But this isn't about us. This is about you. And this is about you having a <laughs> great marriage kids. and a great sex life after kids. So I was saying all that just to say, you know, we're, we've been done having kids for a while now. Our youngest is four. Um, but with kids in the house, we've got kids from 13, almost 14 years old, all the way down to four. Uh, and so it's a loud house. There's a lot going on. How do you kind of get the kids out of the way to have that mommy-daddy alone time. And this takes some creativity. This takes some real creativity. <laughs> it does. And I know for us, I think our our older ones have figured this out, but we'll be like, mom and dad are going to get ready. And that's just what I <laughs> say. Which we, We've said that literally for years. And so now Cooper, 
Like, I know he knows, and he's just like, uh, oh, barf. gosh. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. Well, and they, I think they know to stay away because they walked in on us once, right? The, yes, it, on, vacation, on vacation. When our lock didn't work right. Yeah. We were we were in the kids' room because it's the only place we could go. Yeah, because the locked. baby was sleeping in our room. We climbed into a twin bed. and uh, His dream. Just having the highlight of my vacation. And in walks two of our sons, Cooper and Connor, <sighs> who were like 12 and 10 at the time. And... It was just so awkward, you know, like I turn around and Cooper's looking at me and he goes, dad? (laughs) And yeah, and and I'm like, hey, buddy. And then he's like, why did you have to do it in my bed? (laughs) And I'm hiding meanwhile. I mean, I don't even think they saw me. They knew something was like. They knew something was going on. So I had to jump out wrapped in a sheet (laughs) like a toga and and, and have a real heart to heart with the sons. Um, So yeah, that was an awkward moment. But But now they know. They know to stay away now. They know to knock loudly. Or announce yourself, like Cooper will and, announce yeah. himself. I'm outside your door. I am nearing the master bedroom. I do not yes. <laughs> want to accidentally see or hear anything. No, but you know, it is it is hard, because especially with little ones, because they don't understand. And honestly, you can't leave them alone for very long. I mean, depending on their age, you want them to be safe. And I know for us, like when they were very young, we had our first two really close together. I am a huge fan of a swing that you can plug into the wall that will go on its own and you can <laughs> buckle them in. Oh, okay? those baby swings it'll save give us. You, it'll give you like 20 minutes, play the music for them, put on some baby Einstein, whatever it is, if they even still make that, because that was like years ago. But like the swing was our saving grace, wasn't it, sweetie? Oh, yeah. yeah oh my gosh, because thing. I knew they were safe. Yeah, and then... And then later, like uh, the bouncer thing. The bouncer, yes, the jumperoo. The jumperoo. I don't jump-a-roo. even know if they make this stuff anymore. Maybe all this awesome. has been no, recalled I, I think they do. for safety issues. I don't know. They're, they're <laughs> changing over baby stuff so fast that I was in a baby <laughs> store recently for some something random, and I'm like, I don't recognize any of this stuff. Like every year, they're like, no, nothing from the past works anymore. Nothing. Burn it all. Yes. It, <laughs> it's not safe. But somehow our kids, you know, survived. And I want to say this too. Absolutely make sure your children are safe. And and one thing too is, especially for women, and I'm sure for men too, I can't speak to that, maybe Dave can. But if I feel like my kids are going to be unsafe, I cannot get in the mood because I, I mean, it's it's like, it's an anxious point for me because I want to make sure they're not going to hurt themselves. <laughs> and I'm always like, they're fine. They're He's fine. like, they they're were, fine. They were yeah. playing with matches and razor blades. No, they're fine. No, they're, no, Because no. as, a, as a guy, like I, yeah, you're way better at, Managing. Well, I, I think it's just part of being a mom. You know, you just want to make sure that everybody's safe and okay. And and so what I would tell you to do is, make, you know, either you could have them on the swing in a corner of the room where they're not looking at you. It's facing the wall and you know they're safe. Or these days they have awesome like video monitors. And so if they're in their room taking a nap, at least you know you can look in on them. You can hear everything. So do whatever it is that's going to remove anxiety and is going to make sure the children are safe. But the bottom line is make it happen. Make it a priority. You, you got to make it a priority. And, and that's what you, you just have to do what you have to do to, to make the conditions favorable for And, there, and it's never going to be perfect. If you no. are one of these people that waits for perfect conditions, you're never going to have sex ever again. And you're probably yes. never going to do anything ever again because conditions are never perfect. Right. So don't say like, well, the kids have to be completely out of the house and... You know, and that we have would to, be yeah, long. <laughs> yeah, man. No, no, you're gonna. You are getting a divorce if you start thinking that way. You've got to prioritize. Well, it's just gonna. It's just gonna. Your sex life negatively affect everything. Yeah. And you want to have that connection. I think about the pioneers, man. Pioneer days. There was like <laughs> one family bed, and somehow mom and dad. I don't understand that. We're making but... love, making babies, having eight or nine kids. That is and the some, truth. And somehow they're all like sleeping in the same bed. Now that's that's weird. But I'm just that's saying, just not. 
Those people, were made, they made it work is what I'm saying. <laughs> they made it work. And so you guys have a lock on your door and your own bedroom. You you got a DVD, you know, Netflix. I'm like old. I'm talking about you. You've got a, hey. <laughs> you've got the VHS and a record player. And, you, you know, you've got things to entertain your children. So I'm sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> all, all my pop culture we references are, so are like from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. So Oh, millennials, well, I'm so sorry that we're so out of touch. Yeah. They're not even millennials. They're like whatever's after that. Uh, I'm like generation Y. I have and no Z. idea. Yeah, I know. I don't know. But yes. Bottom line is there are ways. We're in times where there are ways to find time to get together, to make love, and to make it a priority. Make it a priority. And, you know, if you have some anxiety about this, talk to your spouse about it. I mean, just be honest. I think we have the tendency to want to shut down and not talk at all whenever we have these fears and we we have these thoughts or we feel inadequate or we, you know, are very insecure about our body. We tend to shut down. And, and what that tells our spouse is we don't want to be around them or we don't want to talk to them or we don't want to, you know, make love to them. And that's really hurtful. And so oh, we yeah. need to be yeah. open and honest because, you know, ladies, if you're just totally like not talking to your husband and trying to cover up your body all the time, he thinks she doesn't want me. But really how you're feeling is, I don't want him to see me because I feel inadequate. So what you need to do instead is talk to him. And I'm telling you, so many times, we, we talk to a lot of couples, the, the men, they, they really just want you. They know that, you know, after having a baby, your body goes through changes. And I guarantee your man's not nitpicking your body. He just wants you. He you know, wants it's you, a ladies. beautiful thing. And I think that when we when we want to cover up and, and wait till the perfect moment, till we feel like everything's back in place after having babies, we're going to be very disappointed and we're probably not going to come together because things do change. But we need to embrace ourselves as we are and embrace our spouse as they are and come together and enjoy the beautiful gift of sex. Mm, man, that's... That's ended on a high note. I know that you might be thinking like, well, my husband or my wife, they they don't want to have sex with me. I don't know if it's because of the kids or for something else. We're planning to do a future episode specifically focused on what do you do when one spouse just does not want to have sex? And we get a lot of messages about we that. We do, it's a huge, on both sides. Yeah, it's, a, it's not just men, it's not just women. It's It's a huge issue and you are not alone. And this is a really, really important topic that we're going to address specifically you know, one resource that can help you start having the conversations other than that upcoming podcast episode is our book, The Naked Marriage. Thank you so much for those who've read it, who've left reviews on Amazon. And like I said earlier in the podcast, it is now available as an audio book. So if you like listening to Ashley and I be silly and talk about marriage and talk about serious stuff too, then we had so much fun narrating this book together. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Audible, which is part of Amazon. You can go to nakedmarriagebook.com. And uh, you can get get resources related to it uh, there as well. Yes. So stay tuned for further episodes about this issue. If maybe it's been a long time since you had kids and for some reason one or both of you have no desire, we're going to talk about hormones. We're going to talk about circumstances and really go deep with that. So stay tuned for that. But thank you guys so much for listening today and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.